Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. Finally, we're here to discuss Gen V, the finale, Guardians of Godolkin. I'm your host, Christina. This episode was written by Brant Engelstein, directed by Sanai Hamri. I very much thought it was a very satisfying finale. I must say I was a little spoiled on the Homelander reveal. I knew he was coming because I watched a couple of videos that keep me rather informed on some of the things I might miss in this show because I don't particularly watch the boys. Both girls have said they're going to have to go and cash themselves up on those seasons. I'm still committed to the recap videos. Those are good enough for me. <laughs> good enough for me so that I know what's going on in the background. But yeah, seeing the CEO of Vault, Ashley Barrett, I'm sure there's storyline that I am unaware of, particularly between her and the whatever happened at a banquet with the the film guy and a lot of moving parts and I'm not quite sure where it's going to end off but it feels as if everything organically developed which is always a plus in a script it never felt more x-many than the end of this episode (laughs) particularly with the chastisement from the the higher or most experienced superhero above all of them. And it takes a toll and a surprise, I think, that kind of shocked me just a bit, which was how the fuck did Marie survive? Explain to me. Explain to me! We are not going to go scene by scene. We're actually just going to go character arc by character arc because I think that's the best way to summarize. And I didn't write any notes and I'm trying to get into that habit because this arm, I told you enough times, is bothering me. (laughs) We don't need to start a whole nother sidebar discussing its problems. Let's talk about Jordan first. I think that they showed up in this finale, but not in the way in which I would have expected. Like if anything, they became the emotional catalyst for Marie to unlock her, her beast mode. Hold me down. So give me the, give me the crown. They say I walk like a king. Talk like a king. You can act around now. Say the same thing. They chasing the fame. They all want the name. It definitely means something that they were the first one to step in front of Kate and say, no, I'm not going to allow you to do this. It's only at Marie's encouraging that they stepped aside. They're the ones that go because we didn't see them get a phone call, but they're the ones that go to the, the CEO board and is seen in their eyes anyway. Because whatever the the story is to the public, what actually happened is known between the people involved, particularly under Vault, the company. So I'm thinking that 
Ashley Barrett and Jordan's protection and Marie's protection of that board is going to lend a lot into what happened season two because they made sure that they made it to the helicopter. They made sure that they were taking down folks or being seen as the heroes. They were being seen as the guardians of Godolkin. And I think that 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 is actually going to be their superhero group because you got the boys (laughs) uh, going forward and that they may be, I'm already jumping into conclusions, but what the fuck? And they're going to be the antithesis to the quote-unquote guardians of Godolkin and the emergence and the rise of a far more radicalized youth when it comes to superheroes, something I think plays perfectly into Homelander, who's already been feeling some kind of way, already, already being isolated from the public's viewpoint and now we have this very prime group of students who have a very justified reason to be on his side and then they have been keeping them neutered now let's actually live up to their potential but that could be even more terrifying if some of those students Uh, are angrier or more vicious and violent than others because everyone wasn't of course partaking in the massacre that was going down that's not to say should everyone be apprised of all the facts of what exactly was happening and what was the point of this school from its inception there may be some turn viewpoints there may be some others that decide to to deviate but I'm going to be curious of how that plays into the school. And I think that, I think that there's going to be a role for Jordan to play in all of that. But other than that, I don't have much to say about their performance other than they've been great all season long. I love their relationship with Marie. It's cute. It's not over the top, not super focused. And they highlight both of the actor and actress playing them. Speaking of Ashley Barrett, let's talk about the board (laughs) and the trustees uh, and how they are meeting because due to the Consistent negative PR, the lack of applications, they need a distraction. So they want to promote one of the top 10 directly into the seven. The first one that is recommended, of course, is Andre. His brand is consistent. (laughs) I love she called the dude out for being racist, talking about, well, his skin color isn't, you know, trending in the right direction. And thus he is considered. He is considered. We, who else was considered? Because I don't think we saw, we saw Jordan or Marie, other than Marie being called to take down the, uh, the soups that are on the, on the campus. And if you do so, I'm going to guarantee you a place in the seven. So that could still be on the table that one of them is going to make it to the seven if it 
should be someone. I think it should be Andre. I can't imagine they're going to have him do too much if he were in the seven, consider the age gap. Granted, I don't know all the ages of the people in the seven. (laughs) But because his brand is so consistent, because he is a, and his family is known for their play by the vault, uh, the, the vault pool. It's a terrible analogy. <laughs> Drinking the vault limeade is more like it that he would make a good spy and someone to keep an eye on things because there's going to be a need to understand the intricacies of what they're going up against and they're not even half informed. But I digress. They barricade themselves once they realize I was cracking up in the background when that lady was freaking out on the phone. What do you mean by that? And they all watched social media. Jeff, who was an undercover agent of some sort working for whom? Uncertain. But he is busted when he's talking to someone saying, I'm all better. Hashtag (laughs) hot boy uh, Jeff Summer or something to that effect. That made me laugh in the line. Superboy is fertilizing the lawn. (laughs) But yeah, who social media Jeff was working for, we don't. No. And he he very quickly is able to pull out a device once he sees one of the escapees coming after him and uses it to explode her head. But the catch is his disdain for and aware of them putting these individuals in the woods. So he's absolutely complicit, which is really bad because right after that victory is Kate with her magic touch. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Hey, you deserve that death, you fuckhead. And I must say, since I watched him just take out a sister like that and then call her, what do you call her? Um rubbish or something to that effect a very derogatory remark against her as a person and like you were better off in your cage it was satisfying for her to film him waiting for the maximum amount of viewers to watch him swallow his own device and blow his head off yeah, that, that kind of felt like justice in that moment. But when that poor lady just walked up like, yeah, I just, you know, work on the PR and she got her face sizzled off. That's when I was like, oh, she was just doing her job. <laughs> just like those poor janitors around here. They just got a tough, tough life walking around this. But I will say, I will say that's the complacency. You never know when shit's going down. And if you ain't got superhuman powers and you just casually walking away, walking around, like nothing bad can happen, 
that's on you. Mm-mm. I would not. We need to meet off campus or where <laughs> there's going to be several dependable soups in the room. The top 10, if you will. Uh, what else happened in regards to the Barretts and the vault other than them getting into the helicopter and being saved at the last minute by Marie? At the end of the episode, we see that they're in a facility. They're in the same type of night, even though that's typical hospital garb, but it did match what his father was wearing. And I think that's to indicate they're most likely somewhere in vault. And while it is alarming to be in a room with no, no locks or no, uh, handles to let out homegirl over there seemed to be enjoying <laughs> a smoothie so if they're prisoners they're pretty comfy ones considering what we saw vault do underneath that school okay so i think we are close to the meteor part of the part I swear I get an accent sometimes. I don't know why it shows up, but it does. Uh, let's let's uh, go on the outer heartbreak that we all saw coming if anyone was paying attention with their head instead of <laughs> their hormones. Um, Sam and Sam and why am I missing her name? Emma, Sam and Emma. So after Kate decides, I'm about to go get justice and release the people in the woods, which granted isn't the worst thing, except they're all mentally unstable people and probably need to be eased into society. (laughs) But the, the thought of it, the initial reaction, I can see many people taking that initial reaction, but we're gonna focus on Emma right now and Sam because Emma is surprised to hear Sam wants to join the crusade. Once again, if she was paying attention, she would have known that this was something that would that would entice him considering his uh treatment at the hands of the woman that just died and while i really 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 want to drag sam he was dropping facts on her that she was not acknowledging (laughs) and he only been in society for like 10 hours and he figured some shit out but she convinced herself that he wasn't the person that all evidence pointed to the contrary so he goes with, goes with Kate and he starts to struggle with his conscious and it takes the form of his brother, Luke. He sees him in the woods as he sees its old cell. It's got so many violent, it's such a violent room because you can see the agony on the walls. And then you have his brother saying, you know, what about your little friend, Emma? And and you don't want to do this. You don't want to hurt people. But he is tired of being told 
what and how he should feel. He knows what he wants to do. He knows how he wants to feel. He doesn't want to feel bad about it. And he makes that choice to turn his emotions off, as one vampire lore show would say, to be able to do what he wants without the the mental anguish, not because that inner conscious voice is right. It's just distracting him. (laughs) And yeah, he eventually consents to Kate saying, can I help you with whatever issue it is that you are going on with? And nor does she ask particularly to help her brand of help is just as distorted as his brand of justice there's hypocrisy in their acts because she's all about consent and she wants to present consent and have him you know because she doesn't want to lose that trust between them however (laughs) you saw that one that one uh soup that could fly up she didn't care nothing about their consent to accomplish her goals but sam absolutely confronts his own consciousness and points out you really ain't done shit for me this little bit of good that's been holding on i've been holding on to a little bit of consciousness because it's it's not gotten me anywhere my brother still left me there and he has the confrontation with uh emma in the theater as he walks in during a performance the director guy's like why don't you just sit down then he's told that he doesn't have any stage presence so sam goes psycho and while the sight of emma does cause him to go soft it's only temporarily because the minute she tells him and the way she was talking to him like he was her you know it was a little bit of a mom voice like no you stop it you stop it (laughs) i think that's why he reacted in that manner like hold on i don't know if you clocked it but i got a dick and some balls and this uh thing called autonomy and i will do what the fuck i want and you telling me sternly not to do something is actually the most you've been able to contribute (laughs) to the struggle that i am going through and he tells her that you want me to be good for you because yes we did share things but you want people to like you and you'll do anything for them and you risk it all. And that's the same thing I said. Like you risk it all for someone you met two weeks ago. That's not a healthy trait for you to have. You should not have been tossing aside everything for someone else. Even if that someone else needs your help and protection, you still need to have all the time part of yourself that is just for yourself that's healthy and then him saying 
uh, You're Not a Hero. My first love broke my heart for the first time and I was like, has the effect of causing her to shrink small and it's without puking and I know right now that that what's her name Mimi feels so fucking vindicated <laughs> at first I thought it was because she was crying but I'm like ain't no way time just passed and she was crying that long no I think the indication was her emotions can affect how she feels maybe uh because at that after he told her what he told her i would be feeling small too but like i said he was dropping some facts while you were thinking about a reality tv show as the height of what the fuck you was going to do in your life i was being tortured in a basement with needles into my spine like we do not have the same comparative track for you to be able to fully understand my pain, nor are you even acknowledging what that pain is. You're just like, oh, you're a good person. You don't want to hurt people. No, you don't want me to hurt people. I actually rather enjoy it. So There's also the misunderstood concept that killers or serial killers that can do wicked terrible things cannot be self-aware or consciously aware of their actions being wrong hence the guilt but it doesn't stop them from continuing on their actions because they describe it as an impulse i for one am glad they did not play movie hollywood magic <laughs> and pretend like those very very concerning bits in their relationship wouldn't come to the conclusion that it maturely should she needed to be disillusioned and he needed to move on and accept the person that he feels he has been morphed into and he has been though there's no falsehood in that statement could he change yes but you're also talking about people who are not even emotionally close to being intelligent <laughs> for another five years that would be considered even an adult if science is correct which i believe it is not believe <laughs> i do believe it is oh what else what else between these two? Oh, he had a, a battle with andre i thought that their battle was great except for the fact that andre kept saying well, we love luke well he also knows that you banged his girlfriend <laughs> and you being like a brother to him when he his brother was down in a facility also is not going to paint you in a better light i was surprised at his tactic though as they're both or he's being strangled out, Andre decides to electrocute them both because they can take that type of pain. 
and it knocks Sam out of the fight because Sam is a very, very terrifying person to come up against, as Bob found out when he got punched in the face. He did. Yep, yep. Amen. I know. He did. For sure. Amen. Amen. So that leads to Andre and Polarity. He finds out that his father has micro tears in his brain due to the usage of his powers. I think this happened to A-Train. Uh, I heard it through the grapevine that some that it turns out what they're infected with, the compound, can cause actual health concerns and issues the more you use your powers. So that's another wrinkle in the already convoluted <laughs> puzzle unfolding. Another aspect to think about for these soups that are being utilized and soups that didn't even ask to be soups. He ignores the calls from Marie, but he answered when Kay called. For his dad's part, he only wants his son to have his costume resized. He's going to fill his shoes because Polarity is told to not use his powers. The doctor starts to ask if if his son Andre has any of the same symptoms. And that's when Andre finally gets the realization, the holy shit is using my powers also causing tears in my brain that cannot be healed other than with therapy and then an eventual retirement. Sidebar, I wonder if his father, because he's been such a yes man, is going to be the new Dean next season just to keep that actor in the show. And it would be someone who is in charge and can filter information to to our side of things but he certainly is uh benched for the moment he cannot use his powers um and the seizures that's terrible that is rather terrible and he's like i don't regret doing what I needed to do to protect you and to provide for my family. And yeah, I'm sorry I let you down that I knew about the woods and I kept quiet. I didn't endorse it and have anything to do with it, but some things are above my pay grade. And while sure, it sounds illustrious to be the one to step out and try to take down the man that's not that's that's a child's fantasy it's not nearly <laughs> as easy and i'm glad that even at the end of the episode marie drops that fantasy of oh, okay i just wanted to be a hero no i just kind of actually just want to be a good person um he gets the call from kate he figures out she did something because she's just like Oh, I freed the people from the woods. It's super awesome. And like, don't be mad. I love you. Let's do this together. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, what did you do? And then he shows up just in time to save the helicopter from crashing into the school grounds. And even though it is grounded, at least it's a temporary shelter. 
for the board to get into. Andre has this fight with Sam. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, you know, we're good. And he says, you took that laser like a champ. How the fuck did he not die? I thought that was possibly part of a dream. (laughs) But it seems via his commentary that that's something that really happened. And Marie actually survived it and that seems to be a game-changing type of type of ability especially as she shares powers with someone else who has said abilities and what a way to explore what those powers can do without revealing to anyone what i can do Hmm. yeah i forgot she also has a benefactor that's a friend in a higher place so marie's got They've got people that are on humanity's side, even though they want some of the things that soups deserve that don't allow them to be exploited in the way in which they are to create (laughs) these supervillains that they are creating by treating them in the prejudiced manner. And they, they are being, they are having their self-esteem reinforced with superiority to offshoot the inferiority that they have been told they are. And it feels as if they're, when they did go down to the woods, it was people with mental health issues, which is even more like, oh, you're soups and you have mental health issues. So we automatically deem you as as unworthy of society and and uh it's sad because it's very true of humanity it's exactly what the fuck we do on uh medical experiments (laughs) any type of experiment out there it's always the poor the mentally disabled the physically disabled the blacks and the browns (laughs) (laughs) those are the the top five that are consistently being tossed aside as if they're disposable and i suppose that leads to our kate bit of the the episode because she is a lot is overwhelming her coming down in a very short amount of time and i know Many people walking away from the episode may feel that Kate's the villain and fuck Kate. But I personally like Kate. I think she makes for, she makes a good villain the way Magneto made a good villain. While sure he was doing shit that you couldn't support, it wasn't as if you couldn't figure out why. There was a method to his madness. It wasn't just madness. That's why Thanos is such a good villain. Same thing with Kate. She is a product of what was created of her. Not so much someone who simply decided, I want to kill people. Her and Sam, they've been warped. They have been absolutely 
mutated into their mindsets. So when she goes down to free the ones in the woods, she's empathetic to them because she does feel, even though she hasn't been locked in a room by the facility, she has been locked in a room most of her life. She has had that lack of anyone caring, the love, so on and so forth. And then she sees Andy, who's died, and she realizes this is what they're trying to do to us? Fuck that. And she has the guy eat his own hand, which, a lot. (laughs) And the scene where she was walking with all of the, the, the soups behind her, and her eyes are all bloodshot. I thought that was a perfect, iconic uh, screenshot. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. By the time Andre talks to her, she realizes that while while she is a little overstimulated at the current moment, she also knows that the medication that Shetty was giving her is the reason why she was actually getting sick and she feels fine, even though she does know things are moving at a very rapid pace. So when Andre offers, hey, look, let's just figure it the fuck out. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. I just, I just think we need to take a pause and she's willing to do so if he's willing to trust her even a little bit and he's not. (laughs) And I don't blame him either. I don't blame either in this moment because she definitely desperately needs a tether. But that tether right now is frayed between them. So he can't give her what she wants. And and that that's just going to cause the strain between them right now. And it is how it is because <laughs> they got some things that they need to reconcile. I don't think, Kate or Sam right now are beyond beyond being brought back. I think that when you have other people reinforcing that idea around you, that confirmation bias, that's going to be when they're at their most vulnerable to dig in. But I think because they started the characters where they started them and showed the stories of where everyone was coming from. They had that really uh, mystical journey through her brain that that it feels like Dr. Xavier and <laughs> Magneto, like despite, despite their world views, there is a, <sighs> there is an empathy there. Um, and she even says, are you going to kill me? She's like, no, of course not. <laughs> and I think even now Marie wouldn't kill Kate. Like, I don't want to harm you because yeah, you're right. Um, Shetty was shit. Vault is shit. She's come to that same conclusion, even if she doesn't want to kill people. We'll get to Marie in a bit. 
And Kate um, takes that moment to realize that it's just not going to go back to the way she wants it to, despite how much she does want it to. Uh, what else with Kate? Other than the fact she tried it, she fucked around and found out trying to get <laughs> Jordan to be brainwashed. Bitch, I hope the fuck you do. You'll be a dead son of a bitch, I tell you that. I'm guessing there is someone on campus that can just, can magically regrow body parts or something because somehow Rufus still has his dick and Emma is now missing an arm. So either she's going to get it back or we're going to see her walking around with a cast or not a cast. One of those um, <laughs> prosthetics next season. Give her her a, a Darth Vader type of look. But come on, you knew that was off limits. <laughs> like kill everyone else on campus. We can still have a conversation. Touch Jordan, bitch, your hand gone. Your hand is gone. and i guess that can lead us to marie who ends up having her her final big moment one i did not know that translucent that's who the other kid they were talking about i didn't know that one translucent is dead and that maverick is translucent's son who we get to see for the first time um Marie has them split up and say, look, we're not going to call security, you know, fuck Adulkin, fuck Vault. Let's just figure this out. This is a, and it really is. And I think that's ultimately where it's going to be. It's like, this is a, like, this is Beltalota problem. (laughs) We're having a crisis moment of what our mission statement is going to be about. Let us figure each other out. Uh, So they decide that's going to be their goal. She goes into Shetty's office and shuts down the facility. We got a couple of reactions, mostly from uh, the cell phone chick. She's like, how is anyone going to know we are dying? I'm like, is that really your concern? I'd be more concerned about just death. But after that, She tries to talk to Kate. She tells homeboy, we're the guardians of the good (laughs) Dolkin. But I think they're setting up these two women more so than because he's like, I'll talk to her. And he's like, no, 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 I'll talk to her. And it's more like Sam showed up to take out the, the soft spot that Kate has and then Marie's like okay let's talk woman to woman okay what's the plan here (laughs) Kate's saying I'm trying to get justice for all of us I'm trying to do this for you I don't want to kill you you don't want to kill me like this is how they treat us they just put us up against each other and like (laughs) I don't know how we're supposed to resolve this but we can't just kill everyone but she's like, no, 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 no. I think we can. I, I think. And the sad part is she's probably right. Kill a couple of humans. Let's sit down and talk about what your needs are. That's exactly how it fucking goes. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sadly. 
sadly. But she sees Jordan is overwhelmed and just says, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck everybody. That's when she gave her the speech. Like, I just wanted to be a hero, but now I just want to be a good person. Can we just, we need, we need to calm down. Our emotions are a little high right now. Uh, and then she goes over to help Jordan and she's able to give the one chick a heart attack, which is amazing. <laughs> Versatile on her powers right there. Uh, the other starts to go for the helicopter. So she's able to take all of the blood from the corpses and turn them into shards that attacked the one guy that he was a knockoff of the uh, Nightwing character. Is that his name? Oh, shit. It's not Nightwing. Oh, what is his name? Because it's an X-Men character and I love X-Men. I love X-Men until they just start, they... I know it's going to be an unpopular statement, but I, I did not like Jennifer Love here, Jennifer Lawrence in X-Men. I, I, I did not in the, mm-mm. I started, I liked Michael Fassbender and I liked James McAvoy. Those were top class. The stories weren't bad at all, except for the one afterwards. <laughs> After the, 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 the days of future past, that's the one I didn't like. But the X-Men first class, I thought that was one of the better ones. And then X-Men, the original one, that was okay. But I do like the the first class much better because it was better storytelling. And then they got to the Dark Phoenix stage and it's like, yeah, this, this sucks. This sucks. But there was a character that it was kind of like that, not Beast, because he had one of the best opening scenes. And now that's going to drive me nuts forever. Forever. I mean, I'm not going to remember what their person's name is. <sighs> no matter how much I'm trying on Google right now. Anyhow, that character, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler? Is it Nightcrawler? It was a really, really bad version of that character. But he did. He did. <laughs> Maverick got much more lucky. Probably because she knew who he was as a person and he got told what to do because that's another consent thing. Kate, she told Maverick, <laughs> take care of her. Beat her. What'd she say? Beat her up or something to that effect. And he did. She's like, why don't you find your inner true self? Okay, fuck that. I'm not even going to cut myself. I realize I can use my powers without needing to do so just he's able to find his heartbeat visualize where he is and knock him out and that's when she sees him for the first time <laughs> and moves on then homelander shows up and everyone of course in that moment is terrified because that's like when daddy shows up oh no i know and not really that surprisingly, he chastises Marie for attacking her own kind before lasering her. Bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck? Only for her to wake up just fine in wherever they are, joined by Jordan, uh, Emma, as well as Andre. 
turns out that they have been blamed for the massacre of 14 people at the school. The heroes are named Sam and Kate, one student who wasn't even registered there. (laughs) So clearly this is something else that Homelander is having in his back pocket. And and why wouldn't he? Especially after what we saw with the the congresswoman and how that side Rufus and his gang, the make a the MAGA group, I, let's just say that. And speaking of Rufus, he had one scene when he was trying to dance. I was like, that's not a dance. I don't know what you're doing, but it would not be classified as such. There was a mid-credit scene or in-credit scene. I don't particularly love them, but it was there where Billy Butcher showed up at the woods and is investigating what was going on there to try to find out their purpose. Probably tipped off by his handler. So that confirms he was the one listening on the phone call. And I think that there's going to be a a much more concerted effort on the goings on. And I heard that you have to watch the boys season four to get a little bit of the resolution. And I think we've already announced what my plans are. I'm really pleased with the script. I'm really pleased with the way this season was directed. I'm really pleased to know that this is coming back for season two and I am excited for whenever that is going to occur. We do have feedback on the finale. So let's hop into the mailbag. Mail, motherfucker. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here. Finally, to give my feedback for Gen V, I didn't think I was going to make it because I did say that I was going to have this to you on Wednesday and it is Friday, but I see that you haven't done anything because I'm sure you're waiting on your laptop to get anything done. So I figured I had a little bit more time because this week, per usual, has been very busy, a lot going on at work and um you know the holidays are coming up so it's a lot to do and a lot of things to cram in and all that good stuff so been a little bit preoccupied and then on top of that I had to kind of rewatch I didn't rewatch the whole thing but I looked at a few scenes just to try to refresh my memory on what happened in the finale because your girl was not remembering and it'd been what two weeks since i watched the episode um so yeah um so i'm not gonna remember a whole lot lot like all the specifics i just remember like the overall overarching um themes that went on during the episode my biggest takeaway is this finale did its job at least for me because it definitely has me curious for season two 
Um, spe- um, especially after seeing that end scene of them locked up wherever they're locked up at. Um, the four of them after that whole battle at the Godolkin. Is that how you say the school? Um, so again, I mean, we've talked offline about it, um, about my curiosity regarding the boys because I feel like this is another example of I might know a little bit more have a little bit more context as to what's going on why Homelander did what he did because I only seen him for a few episodes I know he's a douche in the episodes that I watched and he's not all right in the head but that's it I mean I'm trying to understand I mean I know they're trying to spin it uh, in a certain way so my curiosity is wondering why that is why they pick Kate and Crazy Sam to represent the the brand versus uh, Marie, Andre, Emma and um, Jordan so and then I'm like they I mean so they spin it to where they're the ones that were said that was was the attackers of the whole thing when it wasn't obviously we know that wasn't the case and so then we got the people that were in a helicopter like whatever happened to them because they literally jordan and marie literally saved their lives and then this is the thanks they get for their service so to speak so i'm wondering if something happened to them or i mean then again this whole it's all about I mean, we saw that in the meeting. They were trying to spin whatever it is, or, you know, come up with the next greatest story to distract people from what was going on. So, I mean, it's all about covering their covering their six, covering their behind at the end of the day. So, um, and they're willing to throw whoever they need to throw under the bus to make that happen at times. So we got a example of that, but again why they pick two of the most unstable people to <laughs> to do that with is going to be interesting to find out um i was not expecting that when homelander did show up of course i wasn't expecting him to show up period but i wasn't expecting him to attack marie um and so and of course i'm like what do you mean why are you, you attacking your own kind like they're attacking each other it's like they're going against each other but i don't know we'll learn more in season two um so we got so overall we have andre and his dad and you know polarity basically saying to you know not wanting to acknowledge what using his powers has done to him is doing to him what it can do to Andre if he continues down the same path he wants to live in the world of denial and um you know he's just I mean it's about like I mean making sacrifices and as he call it you know taking care of your family um no matter what and so and then we got Kate calling out Andre later on about him not really standing for anything and not really um pretty much 
be in Switzerland, trying to be neutral and not really take a stand, take a side, uh, a hard stand, a hard side on anything. He wants to stay in the middle and have kumbaya um, type of life. And that's not possible, especially in light of what we've seen um, with Kate going off the deep end and Sam always being on on the deep end. So um, that'll be interesting what that is going forward um, in regards to why they did what they did at the end. So we got, so yeah, we got Kate and Sam releasing all the people that were in the woods. Um, We see Kate make her speech thinking she's, you know, it's starting to be that us against them mentality um, for her. I mean, more so for her. Like, they're not going to, you know, let us be leave, leave peacefully amongst each other. So we might as well just take over. So that's her mantra at this point. It's like we're the superior being, so to speak. Um, they don't see us as people. They don't see us as you know, having feelings and, you know, wanting things and having desires and goals in life. They see them as a product and that school is a prime example of that. So, I mean, she's not wrong. They do not see them as equal, but as something to be studied, something to be used and abused. Um, So that, you know, that school is one big, you know, magnifying glass where they're being studied and poked and prodded and all that good stuff poked and prodded i should say um i'm trying to think what else happened try not to you know keep this too long um yeah (laughs) you know the jordan and marie thing um, I'm still on the fence about it. I mean, I think they're cute together, but I mean, a little, I need a little bit more in that aspect before I'm like, oh yeah, you know, she had her little statement about, oh, we're, we're good together. Um, so I'm like, okay. Um, then we got Maverick. We finally got to see what Maverick looks like, kind of, sort of. Um, I didn't get the best look at him, but he looks older. Like, he's, I mean, is he supposed to be a student or, I mean, I know he's like the res, the RA, resident assistants or something like that for the uh, dorms, but I don't know, maybe I didn't get the best angle, the best look at him, but I could have sworn that dude like he was in his 30s, so that's interesting, but I like seeing Marie, as gross as her powers look at times, I like seeing the progression of her powers um so that's good what else happened i don't i can't think i mean like i said i just kind of skimmed um through the episode to try to refresh my memory but the biggest thing that stands out to me is all the stuff that happened in the end um in regards to you know setting up for next season so but those are my big takeaways. Um, sorry, it's not going to be, but that's how I am anyway. I'm not one to go way in depth with 
uh, with shows. I just give my overall impression, my overall thoughts, my overall feelings, which in this case, um, I mean, it was a it was it was a good finale, and it definitely, like I said, set things up for next season and got me um excited to know what's going on because that cliffhanger was definitely intriguing. Um, but that's all I got. Um, welcome back. Happy to have you back. Look like you had a blast. Can't wait to hear about it on the Jones Chronicle because I'm sure you're going to tell us some stories about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) I am very curious to know how you left your laptop. I mean, I, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll reveal all of that in time. So I'm just curious how that came about. Uh, okay, that's it for Gen V. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. Thank you, Shai, for your thoughts on the episode. So you brought up something I did not mention, which was um, the line about them being products. So good recall and that they're not seen as humans. Yeah, that's something that Marie is is uh, kind of slow on the uptake to realize even after everything that she's seen or more like they understand that that's a truth how do we combat that versus how do we we don't need to make it in us versus them but it's kind of like they've been forced in that to that position and you also recalled uh what i missed too about kate telling telling Andre that basically is that what you really want to be is just another copy paste version of your dad just because he keeps telling you you have to and you keep being pulled in by duty versus what you actually want to do which is why you go around self-medicating all day because you know you're not actually stepping into your own truth and I think that he does still want to help people but he he hasn't really expressed himself and she called him out on that for you know you're you're not really on any side you don't want to be a hero you don't want to do this you don't want to do that we people need you on both sides of the equation and you're going to have to eventually decide it kind of reminds me of Westworld a lot how you have Dolores and you have Maeve and you understand completely how Dolores got to the mindset you she got to. But being a human, you're biasly with Maeve, who wants to save us pathetic humans, despite all the evidence to the contrary that we need to be saved. <laughs> so that that's another analogy one can make to the unfolding conflict. Homelander just seems like a nutcase. And I think that you have the board there right you have ashley bartlett who's under the control of homelander if i'm not mistaken and vault so he sets the narrative not so much i think that ashley she even said i will honor you if you save us so i don't think that's a, a vault call i think that's a homelander call and i think that's a political one for him because if he can get the youth on his side and he's facing a murder trial 
and you got Kate that's like, look what they did to us. And he's like, oh man, that's terrible. And he incites that. Oh yeah. And then the bonus is that you can neutralize our friends where they don't, where they're not going to be held accountable for our crimes, but they're going to be in a position where they can't actively come out like kind of like the boys in a sense. Um, so that is all I have to say on that. I agree. It's a, it was a really good season and I enjoyed it very much. Looking forward to the second one. Last and certainly not least, we have Queen Mimi with her thoughts. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for uh, the season one finale of Gen B. Um, I was going to send it yesterday, but I just wasn't feeling well, and I took some medicine, and it must have taken me out because I've been asleep for a long time. And then when I woke up, I was feeling really groggy and just not right. This is why I hate taking medicine, because it never makes you feel better. Um, it made me sleep, but I woke up, and I'm, I still got the same symptoms. So, like, it's like, now I got to take the medicine again and go through that all again. And I got to work tomorrow for the next three days, so it's like, I don't want to be feeling like crap. So, I'm just going to have to power through it. But anyway, um, I, I really like this episode. It was great from the beginning to the end. Um, the first thing I would like to say... Um, before I go into any feedback, I would like to say, I was right and you was wrong. I was right and you was wrong. I was right and you was wrong. Yes, thank you. Um, I remember saying, I think that Emma can use her powers without purging. I feel like she got an eating disorder when she was young and, you know, that's how her powers manifested because, you know, maybe something with how she was feeling and her purging, and then overeating, you know, with her eating disorder, and I remember someone, we're not going to say no names, but there was someone who was like, no, I, I think that's how her powers work, and we just got proof, Can't it's canon that I was right, ma'am, because she was feeling small, and she shrunk after she got dragged for filth by fucking Sam, and um, I knew he was radicalized. I knew as soon as it happened, he was radicalized, but I didn't think that he was going to side with uh, Kate. I was That was a shocker. I don't know why I ex- did not expect that to happen, but Lord, he Lord. I, uh, I really don't, I don't even understand. I, I guess they both were radicalized because he was all about killing Shetty when she, when she slit his throat when she slit her own throat because Kate made her Sam wasn't phased at all he didn't care he was like good but I mean you you punch a hole through someone's face a couple of times I think slitting somebody somebody slitting their own throat isn't gonna phase you um this whole the whole this whole thing just blew me I I just I don't know what they thought was good like this is this is my whole thing. Like, granted, I, I know that Marie, Jordan, and Andre all want to be heroes. But I just don't understand. Like, y'all know what the woods are. Y'all know it's the, the college is a front. Y'all know that you can't trust anyone. I just don't understand how they thought this was going to go. Um, I get one to save everyone, but why not try to get everybody off campus? Why not, while they're going to free all of the 
people that were experimented on, and it seems like a lot of them have mental health illnesses, and that's why they were able to be taken and nobody noticed because they were, um, I guess, they had disorders and powers, and it was easy because they probably have a history of violence or history of, you know, erratic behavior, so it was easy to get rid of them. Is That's just a theory, but that's what I'm thinking. But we know that the Dolkin and Bot are shitty-ass places. Um, why not try and get this, them, everybody off campus? Why not try and, uh, I don't know, contain the the Woods kids? I, I don't know. I think their plan was stupid from jump because they didn't want to... They didn't want her to free them, um, but it's like y'all trying to protect them, but y'all ended up killing them anyway. I just, it seemed like it would have made more sense to just get everybody off campus. However, you know, um, I don't know. Kate, um, with her, um, I, I don't know, compulsion is what it seems like. She's able to persuade, persuasion maybe is what she can do. She can, you know, manipulate people. And then we find out that Shetty was giving her powers to dull, to, or giving her pills to dull her powers. So that means she was way stronger than, than we even ever knew, and she was still strong. So she's probably going to be a problem. <laughs> she's going to be like Professor X, but like evil. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I, I didn't like their plan, but... Um, I, I guess, you know, it was quickly, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think, okay, so I want to go back to when they were in the house and Jordan was standing in the doorway and then, and then Kate was like, you might be able to take me out, but what about him? Let's say that you can't beat, um, uh, Sam, which I don't know. I, I, I stand, they, they, the other team was getting their ass kicked. I will say that Jordan did, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disengage. No, no, that's not the right word. He was able to immobilize. That's the word I'm looking for, immobilize Sam. But Sam wasn't completely out of the game. Like, I think that Sam and Jordan would be more of a equal match. So he, Jordan didn't get his ass kicked, but he also, like, even his force field, uh, Sam was strong enough to even push against it. So I don't think, because I did go back and watch the fight scene, um, and I everybody else got their ass kicked, but Jordan stood his ground, but he didn't, like, beat Sam's ass. It was Emma that, you know, laid on top of him that, like, he was able to get Sam through the, the, with the door, but he didn't immobilize him. Sam wasn't knocked out. Sam wasn't incapacitated. So I don't know. It is a it is a pretty equal match. I will say that um, with what Jordan and Powers are. But Jordan, you could have beat Kate's ass. You could have immobilized her. You could have knocked her the fuck out because without her, none of the other shit would have been able to be done. So I don't understand why you just moved out of the way. At least try. Like. Y'all could be her ass. I know y'all know y'all can do that. So why didn't y'all try and do that? I that's the part I don't get. Um, yeah, I'm I'm real angry that they didn't even try to stop Kate because Kate was the um 
the fuse that set this shit ablaze. Um, and then her taking um, Sam's, uh, <laughs> I want to say humanity, but then that makes me think of being like a vampire. <laughs> um, but took, like, made him so he doesn't feel anything. That was the last thing that Sam needed because his um, need to 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 do right for Luke, I feel like, was the only thing that was keeping him from being a hot ass disaster. So this is this is gonna be crazy. Um, with the way the events went, <laughs> um, Marie digging into her powers, like finally. Uh, I, I was wondering when she was going to learn, bitch, stop using your own blood. Jesus Christ. Like, every time she, like, hit someone and blood was around, it's like, you know you can use other people's blood because that's what happened with your parents. Maybe that's why she was hesitant to use other people's um, because of what happened with her parents, which makes sense. But you are weakening yourself, honey, using your own blood. Use somebody else's. The way she, like, pulled all that blood from every all those dead corpses, boss. And then um, <laughs> with Maverick, um, who is apparently Translucent's son. Translu- I don't remember much about the boys, but Translucent's was a perv. And it sounds like his son is, too. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and when she, like, made all his blood vessels and heart visible, I was like, I know you can do this, girl. The whole time I'm like, can you please at least try it? Like, feel his blood smell it do something girl i know you can you can figure out where he is that was dope and then it looked like she made him visible after she knocked him the fuck out i don't know if that's what happens when he gets knocked out we haven't seen him this whole time so i'm thinking that has something to do with what marie did dope um when kate uh when she was uh fighting like jordan was getting manhandled by three the woods kids and marie was like not today not my boo and then kate i don't know what she was thinking i I don't know what kate was thinking like girl i know you know marie and jordan are developing something why are you trying to touch her man woman touch they touch touch her touch her significant other because i mean i feel like marie might actually like both the girl and the boy version i don't think she has a preference which would be perfect for jordan because he's so they are so self-conscious about you know people wanting them to be one or the other very interesting but kate getting her arm blown off was hilarious (laughs) it was so hilarious I, I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but it was because I, I just like flash forward to like next season. She's probably going to have a bionic arm. <laughs> it's probably going to be strong as hell. But I mean, you brought that on yourself. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. She's lucky that Marie only exploded her hand, her arm instead of her fucking head because she could have done that. And she don't even know how she exploded Rufus's penis. So I don't think that she consciously made a decision to explode anything. It's just that's what happened. Um, I don't know. The, I want her to work on her powers, but after the, the ending of this, them all being in a cell together wearing hospital gowns, it's going to be something. Um <laughs> Emma was in the corner just snacking, being quiet. Andre looked 
distressed. And Jordan looked like he's probably worried about his boo because apparently she's been unconscious. Her getting uh, eye laser by Homelander. And can we talk about Homelander? Like, I know that motherfucker was unhinged the last time I saw him when I was watching The Boys. But it seems like that motherfucker went even more crazy because apparently he is on trial for murder. He killed a human in broad daylight. He looks like he's radicalized as well. And it also looks like he has, um, like, Vaunt is is actually backing him because the girl, when they were in that meeting, she said, call Homelander. She the reason he's there. So she knew that motherfucker was radicalized. Oh, my God. I just had to pause it because I had a cough attack. Jesus, Lord. I think I popped a blood vessel. Jeez. Anyway, so Homelander changed the narrative to where the guardians of Godolkin are now Sam and Kate. And the murders that happened, like all the people that died and, you know, the terror that ensued was done by the four that we saw, like Andre, Marie, um, Emma, and Jordan, which is crazy because that one bitch in the meeting called all of them was like, if you stop Sam and Kate, I'll I'll put you right in the seven. So they set them all the way up. This, this is going to be an interesting season two. I don't know what they plan on doing, but I know season four of the boys is supposed to take place right after the Guardians of the Godolkin thing is happening so I guess I guess we'll just have to see what's gonna happen after this because um I haven't watched the boys I haven't went back to it but I am gonna try um I did see that you got spoiled I don't know anybody that watched it like that so I don't know who I would even ask and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole on YouTube because I could end up on the wrong side and that's not something I want to do so I'm going to try and watch. If not, maybe I'll just tune into season four and just fill in the blanks. Because uh, I know I can always Google, be like, why is Homelander radicalized? And usually that'll give you something to go off of. And maybe I could just jump from episodes like that. I don't know. I'm going to try. Um, I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi, out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your feedback. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. You were right. You were right. I was wrong. You were right. And that's that on that. <laughs> Why didn't they just get everyone off on campus? Good question. I guess they figured if they locked everyone in, then everyone couldn't get involved. But I, I think... what they really were just thinking this is an in-house problem. We should be able to fight our own shit. Belta Loda. We can police ourselves. We don't need to get anyone off campus. We're going to put everyone in a cage. We're going to keep it contained. <laughs> but that, that, that was a, another option. Another option. I kind of think they was only half on board. Because you have the the immediacy afterwards. Like, what the fuck? Why did she stop me? I think it was, uh, yeah, your friend Sam, who was just like, yeah, bitch, you did. That was great. Let's see it happen again. You notice he didn't disassociate this episode either. Then, um, 
Then she even said, you know what? Fuck it. You're right about Shetty. <laughs> it was the immediate moment. Okay. Maybe she did get what she had coming to her because she really pissed off a lot of soups. You, you fucked around and now you have to deal with what you have actually done. And I don't know how they hadn't thought about that to begin with. Because <laughs> this is really a dispute on whether or not humans should be held accountable for their crimes, even if they aren't necessarily involved in said crimes. That's, that's what they were really there for. Wasn't so much, okay, it was really bad you killed Shetty. It's really bad you let the guards out. It's really bad you let off the people in the woods. But my God, the innocent people. <laughs> the people who are just DNA humans. Let's just not kill them. I think that's where they were squared off more so than on the woods or vault or even Godolkin. It's like, okay, we can get on page and, and feel righteous about that shit. But come on. Some people around here just came for a day pass. And I'm laughing out loud that we both thought of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> That's where our brains, they're connected sometimes. And Maria has proven that she likes both. I mean, females and males. I mean, she was kissing all over uh, Jordan when she was in female form. So now I don't think she has a preference for one or the other. And Ashley Barrett, because I was... Um, out there in them streets uh is under the control of homelander homelander's under the control of vault and since he's the most powerful and uh it seems as if the one that's supposed to be wonder woman <laughs> is out of the picture that like the last bit of his humanity is being shredded away is where i believe that like he's been radicalized, but only because of the things he's seen. Cause he's been through some shit too. I mean, being born in a lab is never going to set you up for a very happy life. <laughs> so there is that. That's the, what I know about what's going on there to be able to confirm those certain things. But yeah, for the most part, I agreed on all of your commentary. Uh, I think that Sam more so than even Kate has less to come back from because he is actually psychologically like Kate has been exploited and she's coming from a place of anger and she feels like a freak. She's been like she's got a lot of mental anguish, but she was also of the mindset. I can be just let me be in my brain. And they chose not to let her. Whereas, and they don't have that connection. Whereas Sam, I feel is ultimately going to be the biggest enemy because of his desire not to even have his emotions. That's a choice. Uh, and, and his other, like he's very viciously violent and they said they want to make him as strong as Homelander. And if they were using, uh, using, oh, I forgot his name already, <laughs> Flyboy's blood and giving it to him and infusing him with it, they've made him super, super, super duper strong. And yeah, I think that to, to bridge that and as much as I'm sure people love the Emma and 
Sam's storyline, I think that Sam has far more of a chip on his shoulder that it's not even so much about justice. I think he just wants to hate. He wants to destroy and he does truly believe that he's superior. Whereas Kate rather, (laughs) rather still has some part of her morality, despite the fact that right now she's making a super badass villain that I personally like to watch but yeah to see her next season with a peg arm I don't know but they they're gonna pop up with some person that knows how to regrow parts or can heal them instantly and that person would be on the DL right because everyone would come up show up with their with the STD or some weird I got a mole right here or cancer if you could heal someone <laughs> Damn, I'm thinking about Nathan now. I'm immortal. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> I just get sometimes I get moments of nostalgia. Fucking love the first two seasons of Misfits. And they're just perfect. First three seasons, actually. So I am adding this addendum because I heard from the grapevine that someone else sent fit feedback and I did not get it, which I'm very upset about, but that's okay. That's why I save my audio files because we can always, I don't know why you went into the spam. And if that happens and you send feedback and I don't get it or you hear that I don't get it, please reach out to me because apparently my inbox just does what it wants to do. <laughs> but Jaylee, so happy that you are sharing your thoughts regarding this season. Let's jump into them. Hey Christina, this is Jay Lee. Long time no talk. I am sending in feedback for Gen V episode eight, but really it's for like the entire season. Um, I started watching the show and I really liked it. It was a bit gory, which is one of the reasons why I don't watch the boys. But I really like Marie's character and Andre's character. Honestly, I like all the characters, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I will say that when the show first started, I really thought that they were going to lean into Andre and Marie. And I can't say that I was against it because it's so rare to get to... um, uh, like a in-game ship that's two black people instead of like a black person and a person of another color but I like them as friends because I do like Marie and Jordan but at this point I don't know they they haven't nobody has known each other for very long well Marie hasn't known any of them for very long so I kind of want her to just maybe figure out who she is on her own now that she's not in basically a detention center before getting in a relationship with anyone at all um I really like Emma I love her story I love her progression you can definitely see how deep she is I mean everybody in the show has is multifaceted and they're all very three-dimensional characters but something about Emma she just you know she pulls on my heartstrings um Andre is cool he's going through so much um he's just 
I don't know. He he's the black guy who's been hanging out with a bunch of white people, <clears throat> and then he gets caught up in some shit. So you know that you know how that goes. Um, Kate is a very interesting character. I didn't see her becoming evil or not evil, but like more the anti-hero um, or the antagonist. I didn't see that when the show first started. I definitely thought that. Um, she might have been maybe a mean girl to Marie, like with Marie coming into the group. I thought maybe she would be an antagonist to Marie in a more benign way. Um, but then they would end up being really good friends. And even as the show started, you know, kept going on and you see what happened with Kate's parents and you see what happened with Marie's parents, I really thought that 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 was going to bond them together in a way um and especially how Dean Shetty how she exploited those opportunities for a parental figure with Marie and Kate I thought that they would sort of bond over that so I didn't see her sort of turning to quote-unquote the dark side but I can see, you know, just the progression of everything that happened, how she might think that what she's doing, this is Kate, how she might think that what she's doing is what's for the best, um, even if it's, you know, objectively just really terrible. So I like that she isn't just like this straight up evil person, like you definitely understand her motivations behind what she ends up doing in you know every episode honestly um Jordan I am very on the fence about Jordan um Jordan is is interesting their story with the being bi-gendered is very interesting but specifically with their relationship with Marie Jordan was so focused throughout the entire show about their ranking and about getting ahead and about being, you know, trying to get ahead and trying to be visible and taking every opportunity that they could get to be ahead and be visible. And so Marie being going from number eight to like number five or number two or something like that, it felt very convenient that Jordan was now showing interest in Marie. And it was interesting that every time they have a sexual or sexually charged encounter, Jordan takes on their male form. But it seems like Jordan is more comfortable in their female form in more casual situations. And the only time we see Jordan in their female form with Marie is when their memory gets wiped. Um, but any other time they're sort of flirting with each other or, you know, doing like a, oh, let's stare into each other's eyes for a long period of time. It seems like Jordan is in their male form in that situation. And from what I see and context clues and stuff like that throughout the show, it seems like Jordan usually only purposely takes their male form when they feel vulnerable because their male form is the super strength one so it's almost like they feel vulnerable and the male form 
is the one that sort of protects them and with their super strength so that's when they're the male form and when they are feeling just relaxed it seems like they're more so in the female form and I don't know if maybe I'm just reading too much into it but I, I don't know I can't I don't think that Jordan I won't say I don't think that Jordan likes Marie I think that Jordan is if okay if it comes out that Jordan was just flirting with Marie in order to get ahead I would personally not be surprised in the least I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if that ended up being the case I would be like oh, yep I knew it told you so uh but I'm I don't know that just gives them nuance and uh, you know, potential for an interesting storyline. Honestly, I almost wish that that is what they do with the storyline, uh, just to sort of shake it up. I think that would be really fun and interesting. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really on the fence about Jordan. I feel like their storyline towards the beginning with their parents just sort of exists. And after that, <clears throat> they just kind of were tagging along with people. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens with them next next year and then the next season. Sam, Sam and Kate are very, <clears throat> very similar. But Sam is just more overt. Like with Sam, it was it, it was clear from the time that he got out of the facility that he was about two seconds away from just killing everybody. Like all you had to do was just give him an opening and he would have killed everybody. And I'm I, I, okay. I get that. You've been tortured for years and years. Then I'm a okay with that. Um, Kate was the more surprising one, but Sam was definitely like, nah, all you gotta do is get that man, you know, just, okay, we're going to go kill some humans. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope that Sam, Definitely also get some more nuance. I hope he gets some peace, honestly. Um, I hope that he just is able to maybe get on some meds that helps with his schizophrenia and just go live in a mountain, you know, just and just be at peace. I hope that that's what Sam gets. Um, in the very beginning, the very first episode, I really thought that Luke was going to be a bigger part of the series. I thought that him being so nice to Marie was going to be something that was going to get flipped on its head. I definitely saw a more cliche plot coming from her hanging out with the popular kids. Um, so it was very interesting to see him kill himself. Cause in the first episode, when he gave a suicide warning, I was like, Oh my gosh, who's going to kill themselves. And then I was like, maybe Marie is. And then I was like, well, maybe Emma is. Um, but it literally Luke was at like the bottom of the list. So that was just absolutely insane. Um, overall, I've really liked the show. My favorite episode was definitely episode five. I like those hangover type <clears throat> memory, you know, gaps in memory type episodes um where the characters are figuring out what they did last night and what happened um because it gives you know sort of a mystery and you know they could maybe bond but then they find out something that sort of brings their bond sort of breaks their bond um so I, I really like those type episodes and <clears throat> I like that 
we just got to see them sort of hanging out. Yes, it turned into more of you know them chasing down people but I like the moments where we get to see them just sort of chill and hanging out one thing about having like eight episode seasons or ten episode seasons you don't get those filler episodes especially when you have an ensemble cast so like you know this is a, a group of teenagers who are hanging out together and going through stuff but we are supposed to um we're supposed to see them as a unit you know maybe even a unit with cracks but still as a unit and you don't get those opportunities of them just hanging out and building a friendship and getting to know each other and really the only reason why they're all together is because of this trauma that they're going through and it's like okay once the trauma is done are y'all still gonna be friends like do you have any basis for a friendship so I do like those filler episodes where you get that time to actually build a relationship so that later on it's like oh well I do want to be friends with you because we have the same taste in music or I don't want to be friends with you because we have opposite taste in politics or something like that I don't know um, so I just wish that I, I understand that a 22 episode season can be a lot um, and we're probably never going to get shows that have that many episodes. But I think eight is not enough. I think unless it's like a mini series where, you know, you're just like a detective mini mini series and it's like six episodes of hour long episodes and it's almost just like a, a movie that they just divided up into six episodes. But I think that like. 15 episodes so 12 to 15 is a good sweet spot for a season where you're not rushing the plot where you get a lot of development with characters and you get more you get maybe a couple filler episodes and you can actually you know build out what's going on better so that you're not just like oh well I guess they're together now based on I don't know one look you know so you get you get more of that um the one thing I will say that I didn't like about the show is that I wish that we saw them in school more um I definitely wish that we could have seen how the classes work how the majors work how you know just you know what's expected after graduation if you don't get on a team are there other superhero teams is it only being on a superhero team or, you know, being in movies and media and stuff? Um, do they have the option to go solo, to join a police force? Um, are there internships with superhero teams? Like, I don't watch The Boys, so I don't know if there are other superhero teams other than just The Seven. Um is there like a minor league team where you can join it and maybe, you know, build it up or something like that? Um, can you start your own superhero team? Uh, just I, I would have liked to get more information about that. But more specifically, them in school. This is about a bunch of college kids, right? And we barely actually saw them be in school. And I just really would have liked to understand how that works understand how these classes work understand how you know how the progression of everything works like I understand that later on we find out that this is more of a social experience social experiment than anything but they still have to set it up in a way that the people who are there who don't know that it's a social experiment 
are a or do not realize right so they still have to have the real thing so that people don't realize that they're actually in a social experiment and I I just would have liked that I would have liked them being in class more I would have liked them interacting with the college and the culture of the college more are there sports teams are there pep rallies are there sororities and fraternities are there basketball leagues you know like how does somebody with super strength, because they were in a football stadium, can somebody with super strength, can they play football? Um, is there something that they put on to make sure that they're not using their super strength? Um, is there a game that kind of can play to, to different powers and the strength of different powers? Um, is there a chess team? You know, just just little things like that to make it feel more like an actual college and not just a place where, okay, well, we're getting these kids together and now the plot has to start. Like, I just would have liked for it to feel more real before the plot started. I will say, I think I said this on Twitter, I almost would have preferred for Luke to die maybe in the middle or the end of the second episode so that we spend the entire first episode in either half or all of the second episode with them interacting with the school and how the school works and what's expected of them and what they're expecting from the school and then the plot sort of kicks in in the middle to the end of the second episode I definitely would have preferred that because I was just really wanting for you know school content especially with Marie be Marie and Emma being freshmen and then Jordan Andre and Kate being upperclassmen or you know whatever year they're in so those three have you know they know the school inside and out and they really could have you know just showed us you know showed the audience different things and facets about it and then you know Marie would have been that you know audience vehicle to learn all these different things you know with info dumps and different stuff like that um but that was definitely one thing that was kind of lacking for me was the the school experience because I they had these moments where you can see them being just you know young kids 18 19 20 year olds like with Jordan and Marie's relationship that relationship makes total sense to me as an 18 19 year old like you know the person who you've been arguing with and they look at you kind of funny and all of a sudden okay now I want to make out with them that makes total sense to me but we really don't see them you know be kids and just just in college enough in my opinion um also with like the woods stuff I, I almost wish that we didn't even find Sam until like the last episode or you know something like that or you know we maybe didn't find out exactly what was happening until the last episode and I know this kind of maybe stretching it out a lot and but I I wish that maybe we could have just focused on Luke so Luke kills um Brink and I I just feel like that was sort of resolved so quick you know well not maybe not resolved but it kind of led into the next thing so quick and I almost wish that maybe we could have just spent time trying to, you know, figure out why did Luke kill Brink and sort of figuring that out. Maybe, you know, just sort of just extending it a little bit. 
but I'm rambling. Um, so for the last episode, I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was definitely a good culmination of everything that we saw before. Nothing that happened came out of nowhere. It did feel a little rushed, though. Um, it was definitely a lot of blood and gore. Um, whereas we've had it before and it's been in more of a comical way, but this episode really kind of turned me off. Um, and for me, it, it kind of lessened the rewatchability for me for this episode. Um, but overall, I thought it was a really good culmination of, um, the entire, you know, the entire series so far. Um, and it definitely left a lot of things open for next season that will have to be resolved next season. I even wondered, like, uh, when the doctor talked about like a tick, uh, with Andre's dad, it really made me want to go watch the previous episodes again to see if there was anything that you know the the actor like put in there. So it's like almost like a little nod to what he finds out later on. Um, but that'll be interesting with him maybe not wanting to use his powers because they'll cause brain damage. I wonder if that's true for all superheroes like if all of them using their powers is causing brain damage and if not why is that specifically different for Andre and his dad um I love the way that Marie's powers have expanded I would really love it if maybe she could um sort of make people pass out so like she kind of lowers their heart rate so much they pass out um so that and maybe even like blood bending where she's just kind of controlling their limbs and it's not so explosive and violent um I feel like that's one thing about the powers in I don't know if it's just the boys or just Gen V or just you know the last couple of episodes but it always seems like it's either zero or a hundred right it's either like she's cutting herself and she's kind of making a dagger with her blood and that's it or she's like blowing somebody's arm off and it's like okay so what if instead of blowing her arm off what if he were able to just like move her arm you know um just more practical power use instead of it being just explosive and violent all the time um Andre where did Andre even come from at the end and why do they keep making this man get beat up he needs to get some fighting lessons um and then Kate so Kate I I would be interested to see if because she's a telepath and so she can hear thoughts um without touching people but she has to touch people in order to control them I'll be interested to see if her power ever progresses without the without the pills to be able to control people without touching them that would be interesting also I've been listening to the podcast and Mimi every single episode she has wanted Emma's powers to not be um completely attached to her binge eating and purging and I love that she got her wish so Mimi you are the real one because in my mind I just thought that for this world you know when you get powers there's a good part where's the power and then there's a bad part which you know like for Maria's it's cutting herself for Emma it's purging for um 
for Kate, it's, you know, the her, you know, basically giving herself an aneurysm. For uh, Andre, it's potential brain damage, you know. So there's, there is never just a good thing to have powers. There's always something negative with it. And I thought that that's just how Emma's story was going to be. Where it's like, even if she starts to get better self-esteem and self-confidence, that it's just always going to be that she has to purge and binge eat in order to 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 work her powers and I actually do really like that that's not the case that you know she has a different trigger because that means that she can grow and she can um you know get past the the binging and the purging hopefully in order to be able to access them um I know some people were talking about potentially like Emma and Jordan pairing up romantically but just because you know those you know the last four and you know not Jordan Emma and Andre um potentially pairing up because you know you have Jordan and Marie and then potentially Emma and Andre I think both of them should be single um I know that you don't do shipping too much but not everybody has to be paired up in a romantic relationship Emma definitely needs to be single she needs to find her own self-worth outside of a romantic relationship um she needs to be friends with someone who does not want anything from her romantically or through her powers um and Andre needs to be single he is going through a lot of stuff with his dad and potential brain damage and he just needs to be single um they they both need to be single honestly Marie Jordan they could all be single for for all I care but um they definitely all just need to figure out themselves before they get in relationships and I know that romantic ships kind of bring people you know to it and everything but it doesn't it doesn't need to be that way um but yeah overall I really like this show um I really like this season I'm excited for season two this did not make me want to watch the boys (laughs) anymore um than I have before so like my my interest in the boys is at like a one before and now it's maybe at like a 1.5 or 1.25 um which is not enough to make me actually want to go watch it um but I am excited to hear your thoughts sorry that this was so long um but you have a great day okay bye Thank you, Jaylee, for your thoughts. You don't have to apologize for the length. I told y'all, even if I even got 15, I'd still probably just play it. Because <laughs> I'm not too much of a snob on the length, despite me putting 10 minutes or less. I think I even took that out. I was like, whatever, just send your thoughts. Um, so you had a lot of good criticism, even if I disagreed on a few not even disagreed more like it just didn't it did not uh it did not cross my mind at least on a, on a few points and then on a few points we definitely on the same page I was okay with Andre and Marie being a couple when the show first introduced itself but I think there's something to be said for a brother and sister type of friendship between them on um, you know uh what's the word sorry I just smoked a joint before this um <laughs> I was fine I was fine but 23 minutes yeah I'm gonna be listening and doing other things so I I think developing the uh the strong sister brother relationship between two people of color 
has just as much as an impact, if not more so in my mind than a romantic one. And they did subvert my expectations with Kate. They did the same with Superboy. And that is part of the charm. A lot of the charm of this show is it doesn't play fast and loose with some of the tropish behavior that's become very predominant, especially if you're someone who's into television the way I've been into television and why I'm kind of wanting to step back a little bit for from television because of the typecast characterizations that continue to play out again and again. And there's nothing wrong if that's your continuous you know, go to, but I like a little bit more variety and that they completely disregarded that. And they made Kate's story so very organic. It's the reason why I don't see her as a villain or even if she is a villain or anti-villain, as you stated, the reasons why she's there is because of the reasons why she's there. Even if you take her out of the game, or she does something even worse. It's not as if I didn't have that journey. And I think you brought a point, a really good point up because I definitely felt this way regarding wheel of time about the length of seasons. My thing is I don't whether eight, I don't know if, cause I've watched plenty of seasons of shows where eight is perfect. It's absolutely perfect for me, but some shows they need 12 some need 14 some need maybe 20 I don't think anyone needs 22 personally (laughs) 22 is just too damn much even 17 you have to be very intentional with those storylines but what made this season very great for me was the lack of filler it was here are your people here's the situation it was it was um storytelling condensed And then it had a different goal going forward. Like I could see next season having 10 episodes instead of eight. This season needing eight episodes, it's only because this is about the introduction and the gathering of a group of people. And we don't, well, everyone doesn't need the same amount of getting there. But I also understand some of the things because you and Shy are on the same page with this of mapping out the world a little bit better for those that don't watch the boys, but particularly because this is something different from the boys. This is a facility. We got a little bit about the experimentation, but yeah, what does the class schedules look like? They gave us a little bit of information enough to satisfy my palate. I got the inclination that there's So many contracts up at the end of the year. Whoever's in the top 10 can get those contracts, if not sent to the seven, because many of the seven have been chosen from the top 10. And everything to do with those classes had to do with how to build your brand. And while that would have been intriguing to see, I don't know if it would have been intriguing for me to see. Because I'm not interested in that type of stuff, but it is a facet of the, the, the world building that they definitely told us and didn't really show us, right? And then you had 
um, other things going on uh, as far as the PR people getting reality shows. It felt as if this is just a talent pool and however you get your talent is there and then whoever wants to be a hero, which is a very few, because if you're not chosen for that class, I have a feeling you're, you don't get the option of becoming quote unquote a hero, getting those contracts with the city or the government or whatever to be able to go on and stand for, for crime fighting. If you're not in the crime fighting Academy, everyone else is like that other 90%. So the best that you can do is try to exploit yourself as much as possible to earn yourself a career. That's my understanding of how things worked around the campus and that the children more or less didn't have any didn't have any um, real guidance as much as they were allowed to simply hang out <laughs> and explore and exploit themselves all day in the absence of any actual adult supervision. Jordan, you and Mimi are both very cautious about him being close to Marie. And you both made great observations. I think the the eeriness comes from Jordan's coming from a place that he meets Marie, where Marie is coming from a place that's kind of on a pedestal right now, right? We want the best for her because she is the best right now. She's morally the most upstanding of all the characters we've met thus far. She has goals that are more acceptable. She just really wants to reunite with her sister. And thus her being paired with a character that's a little less than and has been shown to be quite selfish and greedy for their own purposes. It, it certainly can cause a bit of dissonance to root for that because, well, we want the best for our girl and we're getting kind of the the not best version. But I think at this like stage, and they do make it clear it's a like stage between both of them. There's not no deepening. They've not even been on a date. It's not an official thing. And I, I think that's the best thing I liked about it. It's because it's still at its kindergarten stage for the most part. <laughs> like we went to first and second base, but that's about it. And and because it stayed in that consistently throughout the entire season, I was more okay with the idea that Jordan seeing someone like Marie inspires him to be less of the coward and less of the chasing a fame because Jordan is chasing that fame because they feel it's the only way to satisfy their parents to get that acceptance that they desire even though um, they're willing to pay any cost to get that right because they feel if they can just get that that uh, get that power the same thing that homegirl was telling Marie like yeah you can do the right thing but you also need to have the clout to do that right thing that you want to do and that might mean that you have to swallow some shit 
or get down in the mud. And I think that's the realization in the gray area that I like that they're playing with, with these characters. And Jordan fits within that up until this point. Yes, Jordan has not been a great person, has done things selfishly for their own purposes because of their own insecurities and things that they're trying to work on because they feel if they got that clout, that power, then they'll be able to eventually be accepted for who they are in the comfortable skin that you made great observations on being in feminine form. That's when they feel most vulnerable, most themselves. And the fact that Maverick even pointed out to them, like you chose to go in male form when you're talking to Marie that you're trying to put shit on her. That's not on her. It's about you. So you choose not to be vulnerable. And I think that's okay that they're not showing that side because we're not insta leaping into something. There's going to be a progression of here's the tease of it. Now you can watch it's the seed. You can watch it grow in the later seasons. And if they have right investment in the show and we're already getting what season four or five of the boys, they're going to want season four or five of this show to go on, if not six or seven. So you have that time to look forward to something. And I think that's better than these, um, you know, it's what I love about Rashon. It wasn't one or two seasons and then you got what you wanted. It was truly an exploration of the friendship before getting to the even deeper romantic. And then when it got romantic, even took those different turns of leadership. It just, it, I'm okay to wait for those things to happen organically and that's not going to just flip its side jordan's still going to be kind of a douche because that's exactly who they've been longer than they've decided to be a better person so i i totally understand and get the caution there because juxtaposed against that is marie who at this point kind of has a halo and she's our girl and we want nothing but a prince, a king standing next to our queen. And right now, Jordan's just, you know, just one of the noblemen running around, not even a duke. So, <laughs> but the, the correlations about their transition are spot on. And I think they will flesh out in the future, but they, I think they both even say like, I like you. I like you. That's, we got other bigger shit going on than just, <laughs> and they took a moment to just kiss, but they still do need to learn so much more about each other. And that that's okay that it didn't particularly happen for me anyway in this season, because it gives me something to look forward to in the next season, because they are going to need to deal with other aspects of themselves. Um, and knowing what they want. And that's another thing I agreed on. Marie does need to know who she is. She's got a lot more to lose than anyone else. She doesn't have anyone to fall back on. Uh, even the shitty mom that Emma's mom is, it's someone there versus she has, yeah, she has a benefactor and that's great, but she, that didn't stop her from being up in that home. <laughs> And it won't stop her from being sent to to the facility that they've often threatened her where others go to be a lab experiment. So she's got to toe a line 
and she needs to figure out exactly what she can do. I need to know how the hell she survived <laughs> that laser. I need to, I need to see that scene. Um, the same thing. I didn't see Kate turning. I feel like Sam is the ultimate villain of the show because one, he very quickly turned against Emma. He, he chose to turn off his conscience. And I think part of him truly more than anyone feels as if humanity is an inferior thing. And he has a lot of power. Like he could fly. He's going to be on a level that's going to be Homelander. And that, and even though he was taken down, that's because they don't know how to use their powers. Once someone actually starts teaching them, uh, and Homelander already has a an acceptance. I think I think they showed the whole thing with Kate for a reason uh, in this first season of them going having the head. That's my favorite episode. Is definitely six because they want to solidify that these people truly have seen the other raw. They know their trauma. They know they've seen what the other has been through. Kate is devolving due to a lot of her realities coming, <laughs> crashing down, starting with the suicide, watching the suicide of her lover after being used by someone she saw as a mother. But she still has a tether because she still loves Andre. And I don't think that's going to change. I know you stated that Andre should be single but i do think that once he figures himself out he will be able to help kate and i think that's i, I do think that they both have a lot of chemistry and i like them together so that could just also be my bias <laughs> i do be taking barry allen l's definitely definitely on that one a hundred percent emma's the one character that needs to be on her own because her self-worth is not very high and that's where she needs to find she needs to to learn to um love herself <laughs> did i already say that i think i might have yeah because uh what happened it happened because you allowed it to happen and, I, and anybody with i with with glasses on watching should have known where that was going on and anyone else that was delusioning themselves um well now i hope we learn something so that these things do not happen in the, in the future that's so mean but no seriously we've all had our heart broken we've all been played at some point but that's why we got to know the signs we got to know the signs and know that sometimes you can't save people that should not be your goal in a relationship is to save someone or to be their emotional tether or their goodwill conscious. Nope. They need to be on land, not next to you, not you and C, you know, drowning with them. No, 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 no. Y'all both need to be on land. And that's that. Um, I like the violence and gore. I know that's not a popular opinion. <laughs> Because Shy certainly does not like it 
at all. And I think that's the same thing Mimi said. Like, ugh, the gore in, in the boys. That's not what stopped the boys for me. I don't think that's ever going to change. Seth Rogen and his team behind it love that type of violence. That doesn't bother me much. And I watched Preacher and I love Preacher, even with its problems. But for me, the boys, the characterizations of Starlight, I never got past it. And I don't think I could get past it. And then the, there is a testosterone driven bit of that show. And of course it is. It's called The Boys. <laughs> so you, you certainly... And I'm not talking, I'm not really not jumping on no feminist soapbox. Okay. If you know me by now, you know, that's just not how I roll, but there's just some things I can swallow and some things that I just, I, I can't, I don't. So just biased has nothing to do with how, cause they both, the both showrunners are behind it. Right. I think so. Or at least they, they, I think, yeah, no, the both showrunners behind it. So it's just, you had, to, it's, it's all about the characterizations. Either you can find things relatable or you can't find things relatable. And that show just, the more I watched it, the more I was getting pissed off. And that's not a reaction. <laughs> I want when I'm watching TV. I think anyone who took Compound V suffer long-term side effects, which is doubly the fucked upness of why parents should not give that shit to their children. And... That's also a huge part of this show that's uniquely different is that you have you're you're innately sympathetic to the characters because they are the product of other choices and now they have to navigate their life with whatever this power is and how the world views them. Uh, fair point on the fleshing out. I think, yeah, like how many contracts go out. And I don't think it's ever a negative to want more from a show. That means that means that it's it's going in the right direction. So wanting more, I don't I don't even see that as a negative. I see that as a yes, yes. Give me more. If I want more, that means that you have pulled me in and now I want the the full meal. I cannot do long seasons anymore just because my attention span has gotten absolutely rotten. More like I have other things that I like to do, like look at documentaries or go down YouTube rabbit holes. So television being in a fictional world appeals for only so long during my day. <laughs> But I do think that people should make their seasons based on what the story is that they're trying to tell, what they're trying to accomplish in that season. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that's the best thing for writers to do. Because if you only need eight episodes to tell the story, don't flesh it out to 10. If you need 20 episodes, do 20. If you need 15, do 15. If you need 11, whatever it is that you, how many hours you need to tell a concise story with lack of filler but allows enough time to to groove like the will of time it was eight episodes that should have been 10 at least 12 
to allow Egwene to have gone through an experience that will irrevocably change you. Those things do need a couple of more episodes because if you rush it to the next one, it doesn't feel the same. So you also have to think about the emotional. And I don't know that in Hollywood. I don't fucking know all the rules and how they have to do things. I, I think many people are at the, as we've seen in this writer strike, are at the behest of the powers that be are in whatever shadowy and someone puts a note in someone's ear and voila. Sometimes it's politically motivated. But as far as it's just the art in itself, that is the way to assimilate seasons for television. Um, kind of like The Expanse. <laughs> I do think this first season was kind of like The Expanse, which is why I liked it a lot too. The characters still have secrets. There's things we need to learn about them. But they've been pulled in, yes, by a, a trauma, a shared trauma. But that doesn't mean that they can't, uh, they cannot become a family due to that because they're going to find out the reason why they're drawn to each other is because they have strengths and weaknesses that complement the other. And we get to go on that journey with them versus knowing it up front. And I think I've talked enough because I'm supposed to be watching the how fall of the house of the usher and it's nine o'clock and that has not happened. <laughs> so <laughs> with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to send feedback for any other shows that we're doing right now, upload, we're going to finish up the house, the fall of the house of usher. We're doing Archer and bleach as well. And then we're going to be taking uh, a movie deep dive and taking a pause from some of the television just to give me a different pace, particularly around the weekends. Uh, and, and there's a lot of movies that I have not watched because I haven't watched movies in a while. So because I'm kind of feeling a little fatigued with television, I think it's the perfect segue to get some of those out of my uh, my folder. So if you want to send feedback or know which movies I will be reviewing, blackercouch at gmail.com or go to my social medias, which will be listed below. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. Boy,